What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 198. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. And this week we watched Dead Alive, original title, Brain Dead. Brain Dead, dude. Brain Dead. I kind of like that title a little bit better. Yeah, well, and what's weird is when you look it up, to like go to... What you call it, IMDb or something? It tells you it's brain dead. Then when you click on it, dead alive. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, okay. man. Nothing's made sense since, since we watched Tenet, guys. Yeah. For real. I think it fucked up the space-time <laughs> continuum. Well, you know? did y'all see where the planet's spinning faster this year? Is it? Did y'all see that? Y'all didn't see that? No. Whoa, it was, no. it was just a little bit. Like, we what, lost what, time this year. You... You pull that sliver of paper. Here was out the of... thing, dude, and there's even videos where people took videos of this. On December the thirty first at twelve o'clock, the calendar went to December the thirty second for Whoa. just a little bit. And it was like, Oh, this is a bad this is a cursed year. Yeah. The planets <laughs> aligned. CERN's fucking smashing particles. They're like, it's just a little black hole. It won't hurt nothing teleporting stuff now too right yeah so i mean it was uh what was that quantum teleportation up to 27 miles i mean yeah. i thought event horizon was a movie not not a documentary yeah. Father, this is 2020 the movie <laughs> yeah but yeah so what had happened was so yeah i mean i remember watching this movie when i was younger i've never seen it Dude, it's been so long since I've watched it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so over the top, dude. It's does it not remind you of Evil Dead? Yes, dude. Like that's Evil what Dead I. Dead that's Dead. what I got. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It goes full Evil Dead in the last full. thirty minutes, for sure. I mean, the comedy, the comedy, and then the angles. Like it all worked so. Yeah, the well, way it was shot. The, <laughs> yeah, dude, the fucking ninja priest. That's what I was going to say. Fucking funny was that. It he kicks great. ass for the Lord. And what did he say? He said, step back, boy. This needs divine intervention. Yeah. <laughs> and he hopped in there and he said, I kick ass for the Lord and fucked him up. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of times I'll watch movies and they will be funny, but like I, I laugh internally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I fucking laughed out loud at the fucking priest scene. That shit was, it was it it was so left field. I already knew the acting was exquisite. Yeah. But <laughs> that dude was hilarious. Yeah, he was. Yeah. What they were banging on the table in there? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you must have watched you must have found your dad's old stag collection. Again. He's like, Is it yeah. the one with the girl and the pony? Yeah. He was like, like oh, don't talk about my dad now, like that. Let's go ahead and cut to the one thing. The fucking baby. The baby, oh my dude. God. <laughs> How over the top was this baby? Oh my god! She had like, this baby in like a day and a half. Yeah, this this movie minutes. doesn't let up, too, man. No. Like it, it stays ridiculous the whole way through. Wide open, even even like with the the early character development of of showing you timid little Lionel, man. Like he was yeah. fucking. His mom had like him wrapped in her finger. Dude, he 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 shook. Like he was going to spontaneously combust at, at any loud noise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was all clumsy and always tripping over shit. And... Yeah. But he kind of had a, 
I don't I don't know like his personality like in an alternate New Zealand universe mm-hmm. where Doctor Who was created, he was one of the doctors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was th- I was thinking he was more like a New Zealand Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's kind of got that feel to him as well. Yeah, I can see. He definitely, I, but I see what you're saying. He did look. There were times where I'm like, dude, this this dude could be a David Tennant double. Yeah, right. Yeah. This but, shit uh, was way out there, dude. Yeah, but it was like the early, the late '80s, early '90s, like horror comedy was just a great time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like this is like almost like I would consider this and like Evil Dead 2 slash Army of Darkness like the quintessential horror comedy. You know, it's just over the top, crazy nonsense. It doesn't let up. And like when you don't, when you think that it couldn't get any more outrageous, it just continues to climb. (laughs) It fucking does. Like this movie had, it had all the, it had all the, the little, it had all other types of horror with it too. I mean, we had zombies. We had a uh, body horror. Yeah. We had just like Crazy gore, creatures. you know, all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Creature, uh, feature style shit. And it was such a good little blend of every, all of those elements, man. Well, dude, you yeah, got all, all this shit happening. And then all of a sudden it cuts to him and he's trying to like contain it. And yeah, he's got like, them all around the me. table, feeding them the custard with the tranquilizer in it. And I'm like, and they're yeah. like, oh man. How gross was this fucking movie's practical effects, man? Dude, they when he folded her shit. head back and was putting it down in her in her stomach, you know, like, yeah, dude, yeah. what about the little intestine that came out? Oh, like the little asshole? Yeah, and was fighting the dude, <laughs> farted on him. Oh my god! That, I mean, what I was funny was when it got in the mirror and it started looking at itself and like, yeah, like it was combing its hair, you know. It's like, <laughs> whoa, dude, this is out yeah. there. It, it is out there. And it also had kind of a gremlins feel in yeah. a way. Oh yeah. You know what I'm because, because like the creatures that, that he's dealing with are so entertaining. Yeah. Like just their actions and what they would do. Like, especially whenever he had, all, you know, like you said before, all four of them around the table. Yeah. And you know, dudes looking over to check and she's Rubbing like, her leg. Eye. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is fucking, cr- I wasn't fucking like, lips off. Yeah, and he was cool with it. Well, and the it, baby's know? just giggling. Yeah. The baby's running around <laughs> like a little gremlin, just laughing at everything. Like, the random shots where you could tell it was just like a kid in a suit yeah. running off to like a, a hole or yeah. whatever. That was, I mean, but it worked well, though, you know? And then this scene, like. Oh, the the park scene. Why did he take the baby to the park? That? Why, Why did that no happen? Sense, Adam. It made no sense. It's like dude. he took her out there and he was watching people and he's like, Gucci, Gucci, goo. He's got fucking you see the wire around yeah, the baby. Did you like, see the camera shot? Yeah. It, he's got that thing barricaded in that motherfucker. I knew. I was like, he's going to put the doll in there and pull it back and there's going to be no head on it. Like, yeah. It's like, why did he take it to the park? He's just trying <laughs> to be a good dude, man. Well, and, and a little titty bit about that scene, because I, I did a little investigation. So they had a budget on this movie of like, uh, Three million. four, well, it was 4.5 million was the budget, Okay. but, the, but they got the film done in $3 million. Okay. So Peter Jackson was like, I want, I've got this crazy idea for a scene. Mm-hmm. What if he takes the baby to the park Yeah. and hijinks ensue? You know, yeah, comedy and 
Yeah. And so that was the very last thing that they filmed. And Peter Jackson said it was his favorite scene from the film. So slapstick. Yeah. The whole thing. Like, it was like it, an episode of the fucking Three Stooges. Yeah. Yeah. With for a real. demon baby. And him like running around and slipping on everything. Everything, like, dude. Why would you put a park on a hill? I don't know, but when he was chasing the the little carriage thing, he was just falling over everything. And I'm like, dude, there's stuff in front of you. Go around it. Like, yeah. Sliding down that hill. Yeah. Yeah. Beating the baby on the swing set. Everybody's just watching it. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) When he smacks its fucking head with the, with the seat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, or just about, or, or like, just think about how many times that little baby prop went flying through the air in that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> and what about dude's uncle? Oh right? man, did y'all notice they gave him like a little herpes? Yeah, a little and it herpes. Kept, like it when he me... first comes around, he's got one, and he's got one on the top of his lip and on the other side, and like the motherfucker from Dune. Yeah, but like that one scene where he's in the kitchen fucking him up. Yeah, dude, and he fucking chops all them bodies up. Yeah, having a good time. Was, yeah, yeah, right. And whenever he put that gnome and that that yeah. you know, decapitated, like it's just little shit like Hilarious, that. Hilarious, like, Yeah, yeah. For a film so for a film so old now, it had it's still it, it, none of the zombie kills have ever been replicated in no. that movie. No, and I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a movie this gory. No, I did see somewhere where they were like they they pumped tons of fake blood. I mean, clearly you see it, but they even had like a how many liters per second they were spewing out on set during filming. Yeah, here's another scene when they when he's in the house and all the zombies from the party start walking toward him and he's like running in place. Oh yeah, and the right. blood, and it's like, come on, dude, that's not how that works. Like, <laughs> dude, it, <laughs> it's just it's so over the top and nonsensical, but it was so enjoyable. It was, though, man. You know? I enjoyed the hell out Look, of it. It was. It's a movie that was so aware of how ridiculous it was. Yeah. That the um, when they were getting the the film rating for New Zealand, I guess, um. The people overseeing it were like, "Eh, we can let like younger audiences see it, like like lowering it to like age sixteen or something." Mm -hmm. But it it inevitably went up to eighteen. But because it was just so much gore, just so that that, that, I think that was the argument. It's like it's because there was just so fucking much of it going on in this movie. I bet everything was fine until the mom came out with her big titties and ass. Yeah, that was. It was like whoa. But it's I, ultimately it's it's ultimately a mom's an asshole film. Yeah, mommy well, dearest, and the, the, done, done yeah. through the craziest imagination. Yeah, but and you're exactly right. I mean that that's what's so great about that film is. Hold on, I got. I'm getting a phone call. Hold on. All right, y'all keep going. I would like to think I'm 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 picking up what he's putting down, but it's like it has such simple subtle themes mm-hmm. that are able to become something so crazy like like with the zombies and yeah. with the the creature part of the mom it's it's just it's like it's it's the perfect silly goose time movie man well the whole time i was watching it i'm like peter jackson made this 
Yeah, I'm like Peter Lord of the Rings. Jackson. Lord of the Rings. The Frighteners. Like, you know, you watch the Frighteners and you're like, okay, that's some humble beginnings for yeah. something as epic as the the Tolkien adaptations become. But then you watch this movie, and it's like, holy shit! I had no idea. No idea. Uh, I I I did see the trivia, but I was trying to look for it because. Once we figured out that Jackson wants to do cameos in his films, uh, I was looking for. I was like, surely he's got it in his he first one. He had the voice at the end, right, for the mom. He well, I I never realized it, but he was the Undertaker's assistant, and I don't know how long. Oh, I, I, well, he, it, it was, was such a blinking. It was such a blinking. You miss it for he me. He was the I one guess, that was just, eating the sandwich off the dead body. That that was him. I don't know. I'm asking well, you. Pump, where, where it's pumping like all. I, I, see, I'm not sure. This well, that would be so... the Undertaker. That would be the assistant. And when they run in there, he's wearing glasses. I mean, he's young. But I it's... remember him. I remember him grabbing that fucking sandwich yeah, and thinking it, it that was took disgusting, a bite out of it. dude. And she's being pumped no fucks full of given. Like, yeah. All that all that reanimator shit. Well, you dude, know? when they walked in there, he looked at her and went, "Cool, like this is awesome." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is his third movie. He did a short, so really fourth. But that bad taste and that Meet the Feebles were like twisted. They're both twisted, like weird. See shit. now, I want to see now. I want to watch Meet the Feebles. Yeah. Apparently, there's a musical reference in this one to it as well. I did. I did uh, do a deep dive on the trivia once it went off. I was like, this has got to have some crazy little, you know, side notes to it. But um, just craziness. Yeah, that's what I was Sorry. saying while you were gone. That the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, Peter Jackson made this. I know, right? But it's it's one of those films where it's like, you know, because he helped co-write it. There was like yeah. what three or four writers. Yeah, him on and him. I believe his wife. Remember, they wrote the Feebles and yeah. Bad Taste. They're, that's his writing part, or one of. Yeah. So it's like um. They're like, we've got this crazy idea. Like, a man has like, um, mother issues. Mother issues, and, mommy issues for sure. Yeah, and let's let's take that idea and throw like creatures in there. Yeah, and just run with it. And it to me, like, while I was watching it, I felt through the film the enjoyment of not only the cast of like being in this film and like all this ridiculous stuff. But also like the writing and Peter Jackson and his wife and everything. It's just like, it's just a goofy, fun little movie. Mm-hmm. And it shows in every way possible. Like you pick up everything that they're putting down and you're like, you know, they had a blast while they were filming this, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, this, Blaster this movie, le- this lets you know, what, like the movie lets you know what kind of film you're about to get with just that crazy scene of the rat monkey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like. The whole, like, the catching of it and everything. And the story. He's like, it came off of a ship and it <laughs> fucked a monkey. And it's like, what now, the fuck? Okay, so now did you guys, uh, I did I, I did read this on the trivia page, but did you guys notice all of the skull, like, the fact that the, the monster was from Skull Island? Yeah, it was a King Kong reference. And apparently in King Kong, he references the rat monkey at, so, in, in one sequence. Oh, wow. So he kind of, he kind of goes full circle with his stuff because you know I guess yeah. I guess he's a Kong. <laughs> a little fan. trivia for the fans. Yeah, 
I like when that, that little rat monkey reached in there and smacked that monkey, ripped his arm off. It's like, yeah, why do you like, even what? have this creature here? <laughs> For real. The guy came over there, poor little bugger. Yeah. He didn't see it coming, didn't it? I love their the New Zealand accent, too. Yeah. Like, it's almost Australian, but it's not quite. Yeah. You know? But, um, and then, like, the romantic interest that he had. You know, yeah. the girl. It's just like, this whole, like, we're going to do some tarot deck shit. Mm-hmm. And when you see the star, you found him. And and then here, this d- clumsy ass comes fucking yeah, bebop. Fumbling around. The store. Yeah. And, and then well, she instantly falls in love. And it's like, that's no, not how it's it works. Well, no, well, like the whole that whole setup was hilarious because, like you were saying, she she's like, I really, she's talking to him at dinner. She's like, I really like so and so, and the grandma's like, want to read your one. fucking fortune? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's never happened before in that family, yeah. you know. But it's, I loved it, man. Yeah, I dude. thought that it was, it was such a fun film, dude. And it's one of those that, like, if you have people around, like you know, really good friends that, that like evil dead and stuff like that. You can just throw this on in the background and like, just be mesmerized by the nonsense. Like, like be talking. And it's like, Oh, here's the scene with the priest kicking everybody's ass, you know, and everybody gets quiet for a second, laughs at this dude while he's beating the shit out of these. He goes straight Kung Fu on him, dude. He wants to be a ninja. It was fucking awesome. Right. Um, and then like, you know, you can pick up talking and then it's like, oh, check this scene out. It's the dinner table scene with the, with the, the, the dude banging the chick. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, now they're having a baby. You know, it's, it's just one of those, it's one of those films that you can throw on in the background or sit down with a group of people and watch. And it's like, you've seen some over the top shit, but I don't know if you've ever seen, you ever seen this movie? Well, I mean, I would say, wouldn't you say it's one of the earliest, uh, homage films to horror? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I, I could definitely see that. It was a love letter. Whether that's his, whether it's his intention or not, I mean, I was you looking kind of look the, at looking I, backwards now. It, it, it's like it, it's very ahead of its time. Like it's the kind of horror film you would have, you would expect maybe on a higher budget, but like something now, maybe yeah. not as over the top because I, you could, you know, things would probably not go that out of hand. Yeah, I was looking earlier at um. Cause it kind of had it like those shots you're talking about of evil dead. It kind of had that army of darkness kind of thing going on. Yeah. And then those shots, man, those close-ups of the face, these movies came Ooh. out a week apart. I mean, it makes sense. February the 12th brain dead drops February the 19th. You get army of darkness, which I mean, same he- year. Like the angles and the camera work, like he pulled a lot of inspiration from Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they did that a little bit in Evil Dead, but not as much as Evil Dead 2 did, you know? And like, you can definitely, and it's like, it's crazy because I've seen interviews with Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson and all this stuff. I would love to see them two sit down and talk about, you know, Dead Alive and Evil Dead and like, because... I would love to hear Peter Jackson be like, well, I was completely inspired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not only by classic horror films and, and things that had come out specifically a lot of the creature effects and stuff from the eighties, but also just this slapstick style that yeah. Sam Raimi kind of developed. Slapstick you know? horror. Yeah. 
which is not you don't you know what I mean when you say that it's like what it's like oh dude it's hilarious you got to see it yeah you, you so just funny. don't understand yeah but it's it's fun it's a fun little film dude and it's crazy that nobody talks about it now yeah like, yeah criminally underrated now it's like when's the last time that you've heard anybody mention this film? I've never heard anybody never. talk about this film until we dug it up for the pod. I remember seeing it back in the day when I was a kid on the show. Yeah, I remember seeing that case. Always overlooked it, man. Yeah, the 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 mounts being stretched and the demon face uh, like in its place or whatever. If we weren't yeah. watching which when how, the doom music how kicks in. Never would have heard Which, of it. Bro. I mean, we get, we we felt this movie from a meme. We wrote it off as just one of his his early films, and I really hate that we did that. Uh, this movie definitely uh, deserves way more praise, and I'm sure it's got it, it's so ridiculous. It's it's got to have a cult following. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's just it's very uh, I don't know. I think we yeah. There's a huge cult following for it. Yeah. Here's what's crazy though. On Amazon, to buy Dead Dead Alive on Blu-ray, it is one hundred and forty-nine dollars. Oh, what? To buy copies of that, didn't they? Right. To buy it on DVD, it's sixty-six dollars, and to buy the VHS, it's fifty dollars. Wow. Yeah, and like when I'm looking at it, like right here, they've got a copy of Brain Dead um, on eBay for thirty dollars. Now I don't know if this is a region free, yeah, you know, or if you need a specific Blu-ray. I don't even know if they still do that. To be honest with you, um, but I mean, it's like it needs a proper like this needs to go out. And how that is a that is a fucking quest item, gentlemen. It yeah, is on Prime sure. Video. Oh, it says it's currently unavailable. It was at one time. Um, what's crazy is considering where we live, there's probably so many just random shops, co-signments, and stuff where a copy of this movie is probably sitting there for a quarter. Yeah, right. Yeah, just waiting for one of us to walk in and be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like that's that's a hunt right there. Yeah, and like right here, this is a copy of Dead Alive Blu-ray on eBay. And the listing says um well, I lost the listing, but it's $99. Mm-hmm. Here's one right here for $75. Here's one for $180. Like they released a Blu-ray version of this, but it is just, it's rare. They need to mass produce this. Like, like Halloween, not this past year, but the year before they had that badass version of reanimator special edition Blu-ray, which is the one with, um, it's like him. It's like a textbook, an anatomy textbook where you, you see the side of dude's head and then you see the, the creatures in his head. They had that at Walmart and I wish I would have bought it then, but I didn't. Um, but I could see this sitting on the shelf with reanimator, you know, with, yeah. uh, oh, it, it, but that's the thing. It will, man. Like this is, I will absolutely own a copy of this film. Yeah. 
It ha- and like Return of the Living Dead. You know how kind of like over the top slapsticky that got from time to time? Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. It, it wedges in perfectly with that. I mean, it's just, it goes in with so many of our, like a lot of my favorite, you know, horror well, like films. The, well, some of the gore sequences are, they drag on longer than some of the movies. Like for instance, with the, uh, the one, the one, uh, the one zombie we get where the, the, it's severed by the neck, but it's not completely decapitated. Yeah. Oh yeah, that fucking head flaps back and forth on its little, you know, appendage like the whole damn movie, you know. Instead of like, like in a normal American film, you'll get the a quick a quick cut, yeah, death scene, and then that's it, you know. Well, you definitely yeah. don't see someone trying to feed it. Yeah, yeah. No. He pushed her head back, and was trying to put that fucking custard in there, dude. When that dude was eating that custard, and she fucking squeezed her sore on it, Ugh. I was like, what? Thought- How come he didn't get infected? Yeah, I thought that was going to be the See, how did this it. shit work? Because, like, did you have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's sitting there covered in the blood. Yeah. Got his mouth open, and they're kissing each other. Remember when she comes over there and kisses him, and there's this string of, like, snot? Yeah. And it's just like, ugh. I don't know. It didn't, and, like, while I was watching it, I'm like, I don't care how it works. No, it didn't like matter. I, yeah. Like, dude's I'm running just, in place because there's blood on the floor. What are you going to say? Yeah, we, yeah. Can't be too picky. I mean, no. How long did he <laughs> hang upside down by that cable? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was dangling there for at least 15 minutes. Well, then it's know? like the chick's going to get bit. And then, because I'm like, Frank, where's the lawnmower scene? Like, something bad's got to happen. Yeah. So that thing bites the chick, but when he backs up, the teeth come out. And it's like, oh, he had fake teeth. <laughs> but she's fine. Which was genius, yeah. you know? Brilliant. Um, What about, like, whenever they pick that one chick up and they smash her into the light bulb mm-hmm. and her head was just glowing the whole time? What was like, funny they... is when that first happened, those two girls, the way they looked at each other and looked back up at it. Yeah. And I was like, what's up with this look? They yeah. looked at each other and then looked back. I'm like, that was weird. I mean, I loved it. It was hilarious. I I can't wait to recommend it to people. Yeah, right. I'm like, get on my Plex server. It's on there. They're like, well, I'll pick up a copy. I'm like, no, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, unless you want to drop a bill. Even on Blu-ray.com, a website, you know, that's just just buying movies. Uh, 180 bucks. A used copy is 150. And I see... There's a little more information on here. October the 4th, 2011, they did a small release on Blu-ray. It sucks, man. It needs to get mass-produced. Yeah. I mean, like, there should be festivals that happen where this movie is the focal point of it, you know? I can't tell you how many times I saw that, the the VHS in the video store, like, yeah, with the chick opening her mouth. That's that night we were watching the clip. I go look it up and I'm like, oh, Trav, this movie, the, you've seen this box before. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. But when you're a kid, you look at it and you're like, I don't see that. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I want a comedy. I want to watch Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Little did you know, you know. Yeah. At some point we'll have to check out Bad Taste. Yeah. I would like that's to another do one that's like real gory and. I think that's like his first one. He did a little short, but he did bad taste after that. And that's another one. that's like over the top, I think. And just, yeah. 
it's just weird that he went from that to like Lord of the Rings. And yeah. You know, like, 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 you know, big budget box office films. Yeah. Well, and like when you look at his, his filmography here, you know, he did bad taste, Amazing. meet the feebles, uh, dead alive. And then he did heavenly creatures. And I think that that's what did it for him mm-hmm. because that movie won a lot of like indie awards, okay. you know? And then the Frighteners came out, which was, yep. I mean, we did it on the pod. Fantastic little horror film, you know? Uh, yeah, and it had a lot of this. did it for him, dude. Yeah. The, the Frighteners, you could tell, like, he pulled a lot, like, a lot of his dead alive inspiration and, like, techniques into the Frighteners. Yeah. Uh, a lot his of the camera style. work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then after that, he like, goes they, straight into Lord of the Rings, dude. Yeah, Lord and then Rings, King, King Kong, Kong, Lovely Bones, and then The Hobbit. Right back into The Hobbit. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, it's cr- his trajectory doesn't make sense on paper. Like, you, you know what I mean? Because most people that do, like, these little independent, you know, like, horror over-the-top films normally stay in that lane. But, I, I, I think I remember seeing one time, because I watched some of the Lord of the Ring documentary stuff. Yeah. The special features on the... And I, I can't remember the exact years, but, like, he worked on those movies for years, like six, seven yeah. years before he made it. Right. So like when he was doing the Frighteners and everything, he was already, probably when he did Heavenly Creatures and they brought him in, they're like, all right, we won't give you some big ones. He's like, well, I want to do Lord of the Rings. Right. I mean, you know, we've, we've been working on that. Yeah. And then, you know, does the Frighteners and then, you know, cause you get Lord of the Rings coming out 2001. Yeah. I mean, he took years. There's all this footage of him getting it ready. You know, almost like Star Wars with Lucas. Like, yeah. Put a lot of work into it. So when you look at his filmography, it's not as long as some directors. Yeah. But he took years, you know, pumping those movies out and like, yeah. You know, making, and dude, Lord of the Rings still holds up. It, yeah. I mean, I mean it still 100%. looks good. I mean, yeah. I don't think I've seen it on Blu ray. So, I mean, it probably looks even better on that. I mean, I've got it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah. Cause I've seen, you know, they're long. Yeah. Well, those rainy I day bought, movies. I'm like, I got a couple movies I haven't seen first. So I get around to it, you know? Yeah. I bought the, the three pack. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, guys, I, I'm giving it a full star. Full blown star. 100%. 110%. I loved it, man. Yeah. It was just so goofy, man. It was so much fun. And, like, they couldn't have picked a better person to play the lead in it. No, dude, he was and perfect. My, yeah, like, never seen anything like that. Like, some nobody yeah. from New Zealand, and he just kills it, dude. Yeah. And you kind of get those vibes from him that's like, what, you know, those fucking prunes. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Look at Bruins. Um, watching the priest do his bit, I was like, IMDB and that guy, see what else he's done. Because his delivery, <laughs> he was just funny. Yeah, he's been in some yeah. stuff. He kept acting. Good good for him. Well, even when, he, oh, he was in the Frighteners. Was he? Yeah. 
He was. Let's see, what else was he in? Was he in Bad Taste? He was in Meet the Feebles. So that's somebody that he'd been fucking with for a while. Right. But yeah, they're full star. Full. Uh, it's, like, this movie sums up the reason why we do this podcast. Yeah. You know, because, like, we probably, like, would have never watched this. Or, like, one of us would have stumbled across it. Around to it. Yeah, and it'd be like, dude, you guys have got to see this movie. And it's like, yeah, we'll check mm-hmm. it out, you know, and it, it'll take some time to get around to yeah. it or whatever. But, like, this forces you to watch these films that... You've either always wanted to see or considered watching at a certain time, but never got around to it, or you've never even heard of before. And it's like, you know. Well, after the evil, the damn Doom lawnmower scene. Yeah. And you're like, I got to see that. What what the fuck? And it's Peter Jackson. I remember when we were doing uh, one of his other movies, Frighteners and shit, we looked at those movies. Yeah. Talked about them, but. You know. We didn't know it was like that. Nah, dude. We didn't know he had it like that. And he had it. I'd love for him to go back and do that. To do like another comedy horror. Yeah. Like if he got with uh, Bloomhouse. Yeah. And was like, you know, let's, let's make a low budget comedy horror. I mean, they would just throw money. You're like, dude, you made the fucking Lord of the Rings. It's like, yeah, but I got an idea for a little goofy film. It's like, do it. Fuck it. I'd watch it. Oh, yeah. So, The Stand. Yeah. I mean, this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Um... Were everybody caught up on the stand? Yeah. Yep. First of all, like the cast that they chose is like fucking perfect in my yeah. opinion. Like I love all of the characters. Everybody's great. Yes, everybody. And um I mean the next episode is I mean, what's gonna happen, right? Like it's gonna show them going to Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Or just like or they come back, or and then it whoever. goes, and then it flips to what happened, kind of like how they've been yeah. doing. Yeah, I love the way they do flashbacks and stuff in this. Yeah, because it really feels like um, it feels very Stephen King. Yeah, and and it's like bro, it's kind of broke down into chapters. Each episode is, you mm-hmm. know, you have what's currently going on. And then you have a flashback to like two months earlier. You see what happens. Next chapter, it picks up with another character and what was going on. Flashback Mm -hmm. to ever how long. So it's, you know, it's just rolling right along, man. And it's, I've enjoyed every episode so far. Oh, yeah. Same. And like, how fucked up was the trucker scene, though? Was fucked. I couldn't believe they went there. Yeah, they fucking took it there in a second. Was that they? the same episode where they run into the girl in the store? Yes. Okay, I couldn't believe they went there in both places. 
I know. I'm like, they went for it. Yeah. That trucker scene, like he had them girls locked in the back of his trailer. Yeah, he was doing <laughs> dirty stuff to them. Yeah, and he's like, get out of here. Get out of here. I got to show you something. Yeah. And like, he fucking. Yeah. As you think about running. And he it got walking dead up. real quick, dude. Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah. Not in a drawn no. out bullshit kind of way. This dude's out here like gathering up women. And yeah, and doing God knows what to them. It's just. I mean, did you read the stand, Trav? A long fucking time ago. So, well, what you remember of it, adaptation, is it on par? I'm enjoying what I get. I don't I don't even try to look at it through that lens anymore, man. Like Stephen King's stuff is always either butchered or whatever. But I've been I've enjoyed th- these changes. I mean it's not like I don't know, it's not like they've really done a whole lot. Yeah. It's what about- uh the, the the biggest thing that, that I can recall is just the fact that they made Larry black, which ain't even a fucking deal. Yeah. I and I, I've been enjoying his, his character arc. Yeah, he's good. Like how him up on that fucking roof. Yeah. Like Hendrix style. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this dude right here. The power zone. Old panty dropper over here, yeah. you know? So And we learned that uh Franny was pregnant when she got there. Yeah. Because at first I'm like, well, oh, that's his baby. That was quick. Well, she in the in the last not this past episode, but the episode before, when they meet Stu, she was taking prenatal vitamins. Yeah. Like on the well, deal. And then when they know? were talking about the painting, he's like, Oh, that makes sense. On the painting you're pregnant. She's like, Well, you didn't mention that. Yeah. And then we find out mm-hmm. everyone's having the dreams about the Mother Abigail and the man in black. Yeah. The dark man. Yeah. Which is like they I love how they're doing oh dude like they're keeping him on the down low yeah like way on the down low you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like he's gonna be in every other episode you know what i'm saying Yeah, or at the end of it yeah yeah let me go look because they're doing nine episodes all right we've we just we watched the fourth one so shit's gonna pop off yeah it's getting close right i mean it's going to pop off. Yeah. Now we know that Amber Reed, I'm hey, but you know, of course she's fucking rogue agent. Yeah. Right. Uh, she's on some other shit. And I was even surprised with her character. I was like, she's doing a good job though. Yeah, she is. What? I mean, that scene where she's like seducing old dude. Yeah. I was like, damn, I'm going to the dark side. Yeah. I didn't know y'all had it like this over there. You She's know what like, saying? we can do anything you want. He's like, ah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, you're a virgin, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. a virgin. Yeah. It's like, all right, dude. Calm I kind of hated that they had to kill his little buddy, little movie oh, collector. Yeah. That was kind of a bummer. Like, yeah. Because I'm over here like, who's going to collect movies and do a drive in? Yeah. It was a bummer, but he had to go. He saw him. He was like, it's like, dude, what are you doing out here walking around at night? Why ain't you at the fucking turn into the power on party? Yeah. 
Why'd you have to be out here? And you can even see like on his face, he wasn't cool with it. Yeah, he was. See, what he needs to know is they're going to get what they want to get out of him and they don't give a fuck about him. Yeah, he's going to be fucking gone. They don't give a fuck about him. No. Dude, this, the guy, what's his name? The M-O-O-N? Um, like in the, in the show. Tom. Tom. Tom Cullen. That's, that's it. His name. This dude's perfect. Yeah, he is. Dude. Perfect, man. He don't say he, much. Like, well, he's deaf. Yeah. Dude's hilarious. I can't he believe was, they sent his ass out there like that, though. I mean, that's part of the story, so. Yeah. So he was, all right, I'm, I'm doing a little deep dive. The name of the actor is Brad William Henke, H-E-N-K-E. And he was in, um, he was in Orange is the New Black. He was in several episodes of that. He was in Bright. He was in Split. So in Split, he was the uncle that was molesting. That's right. Yeah. Um, John. Yeah. A lot of TV shows. Like he was in an episode of The Office. Uh, he was in Bones, Grimm. Like most of his stuff comes from uh, television. But like if he's got it like that, he needs to get cast in a fucking feature, you know? Yeah. Well, he did that Arkansas movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that. The Clark Duke movie? Yeah. He wrote and directed? You don't know Clark Duke was the little nerd from Hot Tub Time Machine? Yeah. It's like, Which okay. is crazy. Yeah. I might have to check that out. I know, right? I got it up. But now that I'm seeing that this dude's in it, mm-hmm. I put the watch on. What's this manhunt? I, I ain't even be knowing. But yeah, he's awesome, man. He is. And then fucking Greg Kinnear. Y'all, dude, killing it. Like, he has like become one of my favorite characters on there. Like, yeah. His, his just like, he's like, all right, we're all gathered here. I don't really believe in God, but we got to start the new yeah. world over. Something this brought us together. I, yeah. He's like, Let's just do it. Like, let's roll with it. See what happens. And like his whole attitude and everything. It's just like, I don't know. It's so relatable in a lot of ways, you know, but I've been enjoying his and they, they couldn't have picked anybody better to play that character. No, dude, he's perfect. Yeah. His little weed pen. Yeah. And he's hitting it constantly. (laughs) Yeah. He stays high. It's like, dude, if the power's out, how are you charging that thing? Mm-hmm. You know it's only Car fucking eight, 800 milliamps. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We, we probably like just a got a bunch sec- of them. We get, we get like a two-second clip of him hitting up all the different electronic stores, running off like the little 45% charges on new ones. Picking Whenever up those he- little one-charge batteries. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need new carts. Are you guys going to the dispensary? <laughs> Pick me a yeah. cart up. Yeah. Maui Wowie. Actually, Bring all the cards. Yeah, just you know? get them all. Yeah. <laughs> they don't take up a lot of room. It's like, come on. But yeah, I'm, I've been enjoying it. And starting Friday, if we're going to add it to the rotation for a minute here, WandaVision starts. Oh, it's happening, dude. So. 
I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about that. But yeah, on the stand, dude, like better than I thought it was going to be. He's he's killing it, dude. Killing it. And like, I would like to, and I don't know if this will ever happen, but I would like to see him get more book properties because I watched The Fault in Our Stars. Mm-hmm. And like, the movie's not for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But it was very well done, though. Yeah. So... I think he wants some shit with it. Yeah. And what he's doing with the stand is just, I'm glad that like, really it makes more sense instead of it being one film yes. to a trilogy to a nine episode series. Yeah. Like it, it's the perfect trajectory, you know, do it all on the show. Yeah. Which is exactly so. what they should have done with dark tower, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. They'll learn. But yeah. So, so uh, we got a little bit of uh, movie news here. Travis dropped this in. <laughs> so Warner Brothers is so fucking confident in that piece of dog shit that they released, Wonder Woman 1984, that they submitted it for consideration in all categories at the Oscars, including Best Picture. Um, I got uh, something to say about that. Uh huh. Um, the Oscars, you can't win an Oscar with the movie that went straight to streaming, though, right? Well, it released in theaters at the same time. Oh, it did a small release? Yeah. Okay. Mm hmm. That's why they wanted, that's why they had to have a theater. Yeah. Release. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's got to be in the theater. Yep. Uh, it's probably not going to win anything. Yeah. I mean, well, you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be amazed if it does. Yeah. If it even makes it into the no- nominations, I'll be surprised. So this is, it was submitted for consideration in the acting categories, uh, Gal Gadot for best actress, Kristen Wiig, Robin Wright, and Connie Nielsen for best supporting actress. So we're not even doing just one supporting actress. We're doing the whole cast, you know, uh, Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Other for your consideration campaigns include Best Cinematography, Best Editing, Best Costume Design, and Best Score. Mm -hmm. And then it's um, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay. And I mean... Wait, the the score is, is up for an Oscar? It's for consideration, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder. So. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I mean, it's it's like really. I mean, that's my thoughts on it. Is just like really, you know, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Outside of the fact that they played the Joker, they both gave very different performances. And the performances themselves weren't, they were skinned as the Joker. Uh Uh-huh. They played a a genuinely perturbed individual that did just crazy shit. Yeah. And it happens to fit to the tune of how the fucking Joker is in the comic books and, and, and in the Batman mythos. 
and that's a performance. You know what I yes. mean? Like a like you like you you gotta the way the both of these guys in order for them to get into their roles, they both did whatever the fuck it is they needed to do to get into that mindset and channel that type of energy. Yeah, like skill as an actor, you know. Yeah. I didn't see any of that in Wonder Woman. Performances were were okay. There were good. There was. For the type of movie it was, it's still on par with a lot of the other acting in the other films. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, Mando ain't getting an Oscar for his acting in that movie. No. Unless no. they got an award for most, like, over the top. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. No. No. But yeah, like, I that was. Funny. I mean, I would go out. I would go out and say both both of those performances as the Joker. Those are very ridiculously high exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and I actually pulled up a little a little titty bit about this, but I'll. So, Brendan Fra- Fraser has been cast in a Darren Aronofsky's uh, film called The Whale. And it says that Brendan Fraser playing 600-pound recluse in new movie The Whale. Yeah. Uh, Darren, Darren Aronofsky, which did Mother. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, he did, <laughs> he did Requiem for a Dream of Black Swan will be directing A24's newest film, The Well, with Brendan Fraser set to star in the lead role as a 600-pound recluse named Charlie. Fraser appeared most recently in FX's Trust, but he hasn't been a prominent lead role since since his roles in George of the Jungle and the Mummy franchise. This unique and psychologically dense character may offer Fraser a potential opportunity for a compelling career comeback. Uh, Fraser will play Charlie in the well, a morbidly obese recluse living on the outside of Mormon County, Idaho. As, and this is a quote, he hides in his apartment eating himself to death. Charlie turned to compulsive eating out of grief after the loss of his gay lover, whom he left his family for. As Charlie tries to change, tries to change the course of his life by uh, reconnecting with his long estranged daughter, he discovers a viciously sharp-tongued and wildly unhappy teen. Story was originally a play from MacArthur-winning playwright Samuel D. Hunter, who will be adapting the play for the screen. The Well debuted off-Broadway in 2012, won a significant number of awards, including the Drama Desk Award and the Lucille Lortel Award for Outstanding Play. Um, I mean... Almost everything, if not everything, that we've seen from A24 has been pretty fantastic. Dude, Brendan they've Fraser become, might they've, get an Oscar. They've become a top-notch film company. Yes. And then, I mean, so with this story, and Darren Aronofsky's like way of doing weird visual storytelling, yeah. it, it's going to be very psychological. Yeah. And I'm I'm very I'm excited over, yeah, I'm very excited for that, man, because I mean, dude, like Brendan Fraser, I mean, Brendan Fraser kills it. He's going And kill it sucks. It. Yeah, and it sucks that whatever happened happened and we're I'm not even going to get into those details or anything, but 
I think you're right. He might win an award for this. Yeah. And he should if, I mean, he's already set up fantastic. He's got Darren Aronofsky directing, and then it was a play that won awards off-Broadway, mm-hmm. but still won awards. And the guy that wrote the play is working on the uh, adaptation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. So the well will be director Darren Aronofsky's first film since directing mother for Paramount in 2017 and his first collaboration with indie entertainment company, a 24. Um, so mother was so good. Yeah. I mean, it is, it was so good. And that's one of those, I've, I haven't seen that in the wild. No. Like if I saw, if I came across it at Walmart, I would buy it on Blu-ray. I've seen it several times and it is just a fantastic film. Uh, and, and a lot of his films are great. Yeah. I mean, some of they're hard to watch, but they're hard to watch, watch for a reason. I mean, he really gets in there and he really shows, especially like Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. like the depravity and like all of this of like just individuals. And, and I mean, this sounds like it's going to be another hit. And he's and only Brandon done. Fraser, dude. He's finally getting like, like a what serious role, like a, yeah, we could see this dude act. Cause you know, like he did great job and I don't doom patrol. It's just his voice, but yeah, he was on that screen a little thing. bit. He was, yeah, we're going to see him. He's going to get his Bernie dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. It might, dude, it might go next level. He's got it. He's got you it. You know what I mean? So this Especially is Especially now, dude. He's older. He's it's like Michael yeah. Keaton coming back, dude. It's Yeah. He's older. He went through some shit. Probably yeah. thought he lost everything. And and, and now, now things he's... are looking up for him. I don't know his yeah. personal life. I don't know if he spent all that monkey bone money, but <laughs> uh if, there for a while he was raking in some big bucks. Yeah. But when you live in California, you also got to pay big bucks. Yeah. What's crazy is whenever you look at Darren Aronofsky's filmography. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he's done 15 things, but like most of them, like he did a video game. He did a bunch of shorts, but he did Pie, Requiem for a Dream, The Fountain, The Wrestler, Black Swan, Noah, and Mother. So he only did like seven features. Yeah, but they're movies that he normally gets uh, nominated a lot of for. Attention. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched Noah. Is that the I one don't even... with, uh, let's see, who's the main? Russell Crowe? Yeah, I remember when it came out. Uh... It's not his type of film. I see, did he ride? He was one of the writers. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like mother, that's a little more his tempo. Yeah. You know, that's the way he does like a religious. Yeah. You know, yeah. Thing. Which was like perfect for him. I think that was his uh, comeback. He's like, because he took several years off after he did Noah. And he's like, I got to make a comeback, dude. Yeah. I'm going to hit him with mother. And, and what if that, that was shit. meant to go together? Like, what if there's some kind of connection? Oh, I'm sure between there the is. Two? I mean, I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Or a queen for a dream, dude. Oh, That's that shit. It's, it's so hard to watch. 
Yeah. But it is so well done, you know? Yeah. I mean, you talk about wanting to cry yourself to sleep, go watch Requiem for a Dream. I'm just saying. I remember the first time I watched it, I borrowed it from Deidre. Mm. So. Ass to A. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, I don't know if you guys heard the news or not, but Feige confirmed. And you know what Feige says is gospel, right? Yeah. It ain't no Feige fiction. I heard, I saw something where they said he's not working on Star Wars. Is that? No, this ain't, this oh. isn't it. Uh, Deadpool 3 will be R-rated. Oh. And it will be part of the MCU. Okay. So, this, this is the quote from uh, okay. Feige. Um... It will be rated R, and we're working on a script right now, and Ryan's overseeing a script right now. It will not be filming this year. Ryan is a very busy, very successful actor. We've got a number of things we've uh, already announced that we now have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. Um... I think putting him in the MCU is the best idea that they've ever made. Yes. Because of the potential. And I think that keeping right in line with Deadpool and Deadpool 2 and mm-hmm. making it R-rated is a no-brainer. Yeah. And then also having Ryan oversee the script. Oh, yeah. Like, he is Deadpool. Yeah. It's like so Robert Downey being Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, fucking so, dude being you know, Wolverine. It's like, dude, you're that person. I mean, yeah, we can't picture anyone else doing it. But And here's the thing. You remember back a while back, he signed this huge contract. Yeah, it to was appear like the in biggest all this deal. So they're going to use him. And y'all even talked about, I think, in the past of them, using him to link in the... Yeah, into would, the... Yeah. It yeah. would be great. I think that he would be the... And because you can do uh, an R-rated Deadpool, and you can also do a toned-down PG Deadpool. Well, didn't they have another mix the last time? Didn't they have one where stuff was cut out? Yeah, they had a PG-13 version of the first film, I think. Yeah, I remember there was something like that. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but hey. And then here's the thing, dude. They can do Deadpool, was it three? Yeah. Rated R. Like, Let's say Deadpool pops up in another... Marvel movie. He doesn't have to say motherfucker or something. Like, no. He's there. He pull, does pull, a little joke. Pull and, Sam Jackson and right yeah. before he drops the word cut away or something, yeah. you know? Cut him off. Let him get punched in the face. Like, slapstick humor can yeah. go there great. Yeah. Well, and it leaves a lot of open interpretation, too, because, like, imagine if they put him in a situation like that where he can't say specific words, mm-hmm. but because it's Deadpool, he also acknowledges that he can't say specific yeah. words and he calls out the writers or even Kevin Feige yeah. himself or Mickey like mouse. It, yeah. Oof. And it, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or it would be, it would be funny. Yeah. If he'd be like, what in the house of mouse or like, yeah. Yeah. Like you stupid mother Figer. Yeah. And like he like, just like, like the F bomb is replaced with Feige and his PG 13 show up. I can just picture I mean, him referencing the Disney world fast pass. Yeah, Uh, right. I mean, the opportunities are endless. And I mean, it's such a brilliant decision. Yeah. 
I mean, this is a winner all the way around. We're going to get our R-rated Deadpool. We're going to get him in the MCU, and it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and it's who doesn't re- fucking love Deadpool? Yeah, exactly. Who? So it's it's a recipe for success again, and like, Foggy, hats off to you. You know that audience. Well, I you mean, know? you also got to look at it, too. You know, he knows that it was a it was a winning formula when it was owned by Fox. Yeah, oh, yeah. And... You know, he's probably well aware that because of Deadpool being R-rated, because of the type of movie that it is, there are some people that Deadpool's the only comic property they've they fucked with as far as the movies. Yeah. That might have been the reason that they wanted to acquire Fox to begin with. I mean, because... Quite a few properties there, too. Like, Well, yeah, but, like, I mean... They got all that X-Men stuff. Well, not only that, but, like... Logan made a lot of money. Yeah. But that was the end of Wolverine. But Deadpool made a fucking lot of money, yeah. dude. And it's just and the like, beginning. Yeah, and they see that character. Ryan Reynolds isn't terribly aged. Mm-mm. You know, like oh. he's he he is the perfect age to play this character. He could several appearances as Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's a no-brainer. So it's I mean it it kind of feels like that was almost the sole reason. They're like, okay, they're ending an era with Logan and they're killing Wolverine and that's going to be the end of it. But you have this fucking superstar Deadpool, like just the white knight that you never knew that you needed. I mean, imagine what they could do now if they bring him into a, a new X-Men property and they're dealing with some ridiculous end of the world thing. And he quips, he's like, you just don't know how bad it was before. And they're just like, you know, they're, they're, they think he's being serious. He's like, no, you really had no idea. Fox fucked the timeline up. It was a mess. It was, it was so bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, and that would be a great jumping off point for like, um, doing a, uh, what is it? Alpha flight? Was was that the team that he was a part of? Was it Alpha Flight? No, uh, X Force. X Force. That's right. So I mean, uh, they could actually technically do a mutant film and it not even be X Men and use Deadpool as the jumping off point for that. I mean, I mean, well, you know, it like could happen. How you know, there's just so much shit online these days where people will get on forums and talk about it and be like, well, if they did this and that, you know, kind of like how you guys do every time we get together, you know, what if yeah. they did this and what if they did that? I did see an article that said that uh, Foggy loves to read the theories and stuff online. Like, I'm like, I bet he does. Yeah. He's sitting there reading, he's like, that's a good idea. Write that one down. Put yeah. that on the fucking board. Well, and that tells you right there that he keeps his ear as close yeah. to the ground as humanly possible. None of that shit like, well, you know, where they a company comes in, I don't know, Sony, and they're like, no, we know what's best. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the internet well, I mean, said, fuck the internet. Well, we as far know. as, the, well, the movies have shown that the Marvel films are made by fans for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that just, that keeps, I mean, that's just another link in the, he's a, he's a huge, in the chain. And if he doesn't fuck this up, he'll be a billionaire. Um, I also saw, cause it's, it's mutant related. I did see somewhere that supposedly Falcon and winter soldier mm-hmm. 
is going to introduce Wolverine into the MCU. Uh, let me let me look for that. Because <laughs> I saw something about that the other day as well, and then I um, I meant to share it, but I forgot about it. Uh, so this this is from the website independent.co.uk. Um, so possible Marvel leak. Falcon Winter Soldier uh, set photos teases possible arrival of X Men. Uh, leaked image from the set of a uh, new Marvel project might have just revealed the X Men's arrival in the MCU. July 2019, studio president Kevin Feige announced the mutants would become part of the franchise, but did not go into more detail at that time. It was later reported that their introduction could clash with the return of the Avengers in a film, and that would not be released until Phase 6, which is expected to begin in the mid-2020s. Other reports predicted Wolverine will appear as early as Phase 5. It looks like bosses are officially executing plans to bring them into the fold, following theories that their appearances could be teased in The Immortals um, and new TV show WandaVision. Uh It's all been confirmed that Wolverine and company will play a part in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, um, I mean, if really, if they're going to use the shows as a way to um, incorporate those characters into it, I think that that would be a a great way to do it. But also, you got to think about this way. It's like, how many people are really going to watch all of them? Yeah. It's like, you know, I watched, you know, the first season of Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but I didn't watch any of the sequel series except for uh, um, Daredevil because I was more interested in that character. So it's like, with that being said, who's going to take the time to watch all of them except for like super huge fanboys? So you're going to have to get some type of explanation in another media like in a film to explain a lot of this stuff away. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, but also you got to look at how Netflix approached their Marvel shows. They more or less died off because you took characters that probably wouldn't have stood on their own in film, say for daredevil and Punisher. And you set them in the universe that you, you, that they initially established going, yep, this takes place in the Avengers timeline. You know, it's it's connected, but then they just they went they went into their own personal story and it didn't really hold up. Yeah. And with them being on Disney and under the actual you know, the Marvel Studio stuff, you know, all that control that changed hands a while back, you have an opportunity now that things are gonna be like they're gonna be more tied to the chest instead of just, hey, here's this obscure character, make a show about him. What what have you? It seems they're going to have the approach of all right. It's, it's it's almost like they've refined an origin machine, and they're going to use the TV shows to to pump out origins of lesser known heroes, and the ones that stick may upgrade to film. If they don't, then they'll have their place on the show until their arc is complete. Yeah, which which is a great way to do it. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, more Ovaltine, please, you know? Yeah, Yeah. makes sense. Well, speaking of Marvel, um, Marvel Boss says current MCU plans extend through at least 2026. 
<clears throat> so the Marvel Cinematic Universe may have taken an unexpected break in 2020, but it's coming back in full force in 2021. WandaVision, which kicks off Phase 4 of the MCU on Disney Plus this Friday, will usher in the next wave of shows and movies centered on the beloved heroes and villains. As revealed by Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige, that is just the beginning. As plans extend for at least the next handful of years beyond what has already been announced. Kevin Feige is currently making the rounds to promote the release of WandaVision, the first live-action MCU series produced for Disney+. Unlike previously live-action shows, it will connect very directly to the movies. Uh, when asked in a recent interview how far out plans for the MCU extend, Feige explained that they are looking at stories likely at least through 2026 behind the scenes. Here's what he had to say. To varying degree of uh, specificity, it's always about five to six years out versus what we've announced. So whatever that takes us to. Um, right now, the MCU, at least uh, what has been announced, will get us through the end of 2022. That means based on what Kevin Feige is saying, the studio could be looking at stories that would get us through 2028. That may seem like an eye-melting amount of content, but it makes a great deal of sense. All the movies and now shows produced by Marvel Studios are part of a shared universe. That takes careful planning. Just look at what they managed to do with Endgame. That doesn't happen by accident. This is a well-oiled machine. On the side, on the movie side, we know quite a bit about what is coming through Marvel Phase 4 and beyond. Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Blade, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man 3, and Fantastic Four are all on the way. We also know an X-Men reboot is in the cards. It's just a matter of when. Though Fe Feige did recently tease we will see mutant seeds planted within Phase 4. Um, I, I feel like 4 is also going to feel like it goes by really quickly because they'll catch up to their release dates and then they'll just stay where they're on you know, course 4. Because uh, I feel like we'll get because we're gonna get so much content all at once next uh, this year actually. Yeah, and then that's where where the next article goes into. It says TV is where things truly expand in the next couple of years. Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, She Hulk, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and I Am Groot have all been announced. Not to mention the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special or the animated What If. That's just through twenty twenty two. With Disney Plus and New I mean, goddamn, you know, yeah, uh, Disney Plus and new batch of heroes set to be introduced within these projects. The door is wide open just for about anything in Phase Five and beyond. Assuming the MCU continues to generate money the way it has over the last decade or so, Disney and Marvel will need more than five more years of stories. But that's a start. One division arrives January the fifteenth. Um, so if they're gonna do, if it's gonna extend. If phase four is going to extend to 2022, then realistically, I, I think that like phase five is going to be the biggest phase, right? Is that when they bring because, everything together? Well, I think that like phase four is going to be introducing a lot of these other characters mm -hmm. because whenever you look at the movies, mm -hmm. you've got the Eternals, which is new, Shang-Chi, which is new. Um, you've got uh, Black Panther 2, which is going to be a new character. You've got Blade, 
um, and you've got the Fantastic Four. So you've got five films right there alone that's going to be introducing new characters. I think the meat of the stories are going to come from Phase 5, which is going to be all of the events that lead up to whatever conflict that they're going to do. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, and I've said it a thousand times, and me and Travis has talked about it at nauseum, X-Men versus Avengers. Yeah. They're going to build so, up to that. Yeah. But here's what happens. Point, After they fight, then they realize that, well, some of us are, you know, we got good mutants and bad mutants, dude, and we can team up with you to help you fight the bad ones. What's up? You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. So I really do. I think that if we get 20, 2020, well, 2021 now through 2022, they may extend it even to 2023 for that, for that phase four. Then I would say, let's say 2023 to like 2027 mm-hmm. is going to be all phase five stuff because that's a lot of meat and potatoes and yeah. you're going to need several okay. years and several movies and t- TV shows to be able to get all this out. There. And dude, I feel sorry for the poor souls that are going to have to distill down not only past X-Men stories, mm-hmm. but the new Jonathan Hickman X-Men stories with the reboot uh, in the comics. Yeah. Distilling all of that down into making a, okay, here's our X-Men timeline cinematically, you know? Yeah. Uh, that looks like a fucking headache, and it seems like it's going to be a nightmare. Well, I think that I think Foggy's smart, and I think that the writers are going to be smart, and they're going to go with the path path of least resistance in in that form, right? Because I know that X Men in the comic books right now have gotten super complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, very much. I think that they will like avoid that those storylines like the plague, because I think it would be too much for your average comic book moviegoer to understand exactly what all is happening right now because but we also but we also but the, i think it and maybe more maybe marvel is uh is is privy to it but they also don't need to tread over past stories anymore as much as i hate that they butchered some of the arcs that they did they don't really they don't really need to do that yeah, I think that the Phoenix Saga has played itself out 110%. And I feel like they can do another Age of Apocalypse storyline, but I think that they need to do it 10 to 15 years down the road. Because like what they could have done with Apocalypse could have been like the X-Men version of what Thanos was. Well, I, well the yeah, and the X-Men them, themselves they can be the heavy political movement style films for their, yeah. like, you know, the, their own, their own version of, of, of civil rights and stuff going in, going into how, and it seems how like that's what they might do. Yeah. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is really what I would like to happen. Because when you think back at like the X-Men animated series and a lot of those 90 story, like late eighties, early nineties, comic book storylines, it all focuses around minorities yeah. and like and like rights. Yeah. And I think that right now with those characters, it's the perfect time to do something like that. Yeah. And it would be a no brainer. That's why I think it would be the path of least resistance for them. You have the X-Men exist by one way or another. You have them as a, like considered a minority and you have like the world pointing their finger at them. Yeah. Scared of them. You, 
Yeah. And you revolve these stories around not only their own personal growth and their growth as a team and their growth as individuals, but also their growth as like superheroes. I mean, it's the perfect story. Yeah, I totally agree. So I'm whatever they're doing over there works. And I'm just excited that we're going to get, be getting more content. I'm glad that they're not releasing several movies at one time because of, of COVID and what happened Mm -hmm. there. I'm glad they're not releasing several television series at one time. I'm glad they're spacing them all out one after another to keep people in that Disney plus subscription, but also not overload people with content, which is smart because they could easily overload people with content. So whatever they're doing is working. And, and if, if WandaVision from all the trailers that we've watched is just a hint, a notion at what that show's going to be, and that's the start of it, it's only going to go up from there. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and to go with that, you know, Marvel, like even with, even when we're considering their, their, their lowest grossing films and the ones that are least received by audiences, they're still not received by them. Like, like the all of the movies are still good. Yeah, they. Oh, yeah. I, I I don't know how they've managed to pull it off with the writing teams. I don't know how they've managed to capture lightning, lightning in a bottle for over the past decade. But as long as they have a consistent writing team and they pump out good stories that are compelling and interesting. They can they can take any character from the Marvel catalog and it it's gonna be a hit. Yeah. So it's 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 good all the way around, man. When they got to the end of like they did end game and everything and the fingers got snapped. Yeah. Foggy was like, get me the X Men. Yeah, we need them. Captain America's out. We're gonna build up to that fight. Yeah. Because when you when Which you is- saw Endgame, you're like, they can not never top this. This is Holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. But they will. Yeah. What are you going to do when you fucking watch the damn Avengers fight the X-Men? Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. Can can that be possible? And you know, and, and and that's going to create a really awesome debate between people, like between heroes that are created and ones that are born Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, how that can play into social commentary and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if they decide to go that route, I really wish, and, and, and we've talked about this a little bit before they didn't really do it that much with civil war. I mean, they did a little bit, Yeah. but like when they did the twilight stuff, right. And you couldn't go anywhere in the world without seeing either a team Edward or a team Jacob thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And whenever they were doing the Captain America versus Tony Stark thing, I was hoping that it would be like that, but on a bigger scale. Because, I mean, Marvel, the Marvel films are way bigger and way more impactful on people than Twilight was. But it didn't get that far. But this is their opportunity to make it go supernova. I want to see people walking around with Team Avenger shirts on or Team X-Men shirts on or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want that world to exist. I want people to be able to have these conversations openly about these films on who they think is going to win and why the other side is stupid. And like that's the world I want to exist in. 
Well, I, I think I think we can get it simply because Civil Civil War was the test to see if you could divide the audience amongst the heroes. Yeah. And, and it worked. And I think it'll only they'll only go bigger with it, man. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to everything they're doing. Every single thing. But yes. we've got one more story here. Is this the link I dropped? Yes. I already skimmed this, so we've talked about a lot of that shit. Okay. Basically what okay. that says is now Warner Brothers is going to offer the filmmakers money. As soon Which as half sense. of the box office money comes in, they're going to pay them outright, like what they would make in the long run to compensate them for their for it being released. And, and then they're going to have it in theaters. It'll be in theaters a little longer, but it'll still right. be available on TV. Because, see, they have a bunch of uh, DC shows in the works, apparently. Yeah. And, um, I just thought that was cool. Like, you know, we were all wondering. You remember Christopher Nolan was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then the people from yeah. Dune was like, we're going to sue you. Yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. Well, at the end of the day, what's it all about? Money. Money, dude. They just wanted their money. Sweet. Now the they moons. won't give a fuck. Now you won't hear them out there like, well, I think, you know, as a filmmaker, you know, the movie should be on the silver screen. Like, it's a, you know. Yeah. And they're like, here's money. And they're like, fuck it. You can do what you want. Yeah. Take this. So I think that that's great. And and we had that conversation about Dune, like on the last episode or episode before last, about how, like, they should have filmed that shit back to back. That yep. was just that was just a terrible decision. You already had to say it. Yeah. So I don't think that those um, mistakes will be made much longer in the future if they're going to continue this trend of re- releasing them on a streaming service and releasing them in theaters at the same time with stuff that's supposed to be like a franchise, you know? I think one of the reasons that Wonder Woman got such a bad rating was because more people were able to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Because it happened so fast. I mean, normally it would take us weeks to get some kind of, yeah, you, you, you know, new, but dude, in like a week, they're like a certified rotten. Yeah. You know, like it just, it, it, the reviews came in because people could just put, pick it up and watch it at home. Well, it went up and then it went down. Yeah. yeah. But so. Oscar guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, guys, I mean, that's, we got some good news this week. We've, uh, we, we watched a great movie, watched a great episode of the stand and I'm ready to watch some trailers. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for it. I'm um, ready. Yeah, let me pull up my station here. While I'm doing that, I will say, I did see that The Walking Dead's going to get a hard R. The movie? Oh, yeah. Hard oh, R, they said. Okay. It's like, yeah, so but Rick, you're a little too late. Yeah. Like, at the I peak mean, and height of everything, that's when they should have hit us with a damn movie. When we were yeah, all still so, watching. So I'm probably going to go... Uh, quiet for a second here but i will be following along so just don't worry and keep going and i'll be watching along with okay gotcha hang on i'm hooking up a... i mean they're they waited way too I mean, fucking really, long dude it, it's when they had more viewers than fucking football games yeah the super bowl that would have been the prime time it's like all right hit us with a movie 
Yeah. It's go time. You're dicking us around too much. Yeah. And I mean, really though, that universe doesn't need a film. No. And I've seen, and I've seen talks and I haven't brought this up at all, but I've seen talks that, you know, the walking dead's ending, right? Yeah. And they're already talking about like possibly rebooting it. Uh huh. And it's like, why? Uh-huh. It's been going for 10 years, if yeah. not more than 10 years They don't want to let it go. I really... The Walking Dead is probably one of the best and worst things that's happened in entertainment in the past decade. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed the comic series. And I really enjoyed the show for a while there. A while? A <laughs> key yeah. word there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, it's one of those things where we explored the idea of what happens if the zombie movie keeps going. Yeah. I think we scratched that fucking itch, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, in order for them to now do a zombie film, they're going to have to go the dead alive route with it for me to be impressed. Yeah. Like they're going to have to go completely over the top because we've been so the market has been completely saturated with zombie content, 100% saturated. So yeah, but yeah they're over here like, I know you quit watching and you don't like the show as much as you used to, but it's going to be rated R. It's like, yeah, dude, it should be. It's a movie. Yeah. I don't know how you got away with some of that shit you did on TV. Yeah, for real. Right. I mean, well, will I will I give Rick Grimes last hurrah a go? Of course. But I'm not watching the but, seasons to catch up to where they're at. But I'm not as hop as I used to be. Yeah. The hop for The Walking Dead has definitely died for, my, for me personally. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We do have some breaking news here if y'all want to touch on it for a second. Uh-huh. Well... Um, so IGN posted this 41 minutes ago, the official synopsis for Amazon's, the Lord of the Rings TV series has been revealed, giving fans a glimpse of what their next adventure into middle earth will be. Uh, the synopsis was obtained by the one ring.net and confirmed by IGN. And while it doesn't give a ton of new detail, it does mention some of the locations that will be featured in the show, including the Misty Mountains, uh, Linden, and Numenor. I don't know how to pronounce that. Trav knows how. Numenor? Numenor. You said it right, man. Yeah. Um, the full <clears throat> synopsis is as follows. Amazon Studios' forthcoming series brings to screens for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled Second Age of Middle-Earth's history. This epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, and will take viewers back to an era in which, era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin, Unlike, unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung by the finest of threads, and the greatest villains that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover the world in darkness. Beginning in a time of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new, as they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. From the darkest depths of the Misty Mountains to the majestic forests of the elf capital of Linden, to the breathtaking island kingdom of Num uh, Numenor, 
to the furthest reaches of the map. These kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on long after they are gone. We talked about, like, they were talking about doing this reboot of Lord of the Rings. It's like, why? The, the films are fine. They hold up. There's no reason to do it. This is a fucking good idea. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, they're not giving us the same thing again. This is what's, this is what's exciting. Because everything you just read out to me <clears throat> is in this little well-known book that he has called The Silmarillion. Yes, heard it. And it sounds like that's what we're getting. Yeah. And that's going to be fucking, fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, that... It could go, I mean, there, there's, so, there's so much stuff that Tolkien put in his indices in the back of his uh, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit books. And you've got the Book of Lost Tales. You've got all this extra lore that he threw in there. Things that get referenced in the book maybe a couple of times or a plot point may hang by it, you know? And yeah. I've got... I, that, that, gets me, that gets me a little hyped to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely made my interest in the show go up 100%. Because when they first announce it, I'm like, this is a terrible idea. Um, yeah. But now, but now, like, it's keeping, and hopefully it'll stay this way, but it sounds like it's keeping in continuity with what we've already got. And it's expanding on the universe. Yes. Which is what you want. That's what you want, dude. Let's not make the same Star Wars movie again. It yeah. could Let's go, expand. I mean... They could line it up in a way too, to where when you do newer uh, watchings of the movies, you know there could be that little nugget that you didn't pick up first that that could get dropped, and you're like, "Oh shit, I know what they're talking about." Particularly whenever uh, the wizards are convening and talking about shit, <laughs> right? Yeah, man, it's that's made me super excited. I mean. Television has been oh, back for years, golden age. but it, it, yes, it is officially turned into oh. like the golden age of television because we are getting things that we thought we would never get. Yeah. It's, it's a great time to be alive guys. Well, after watching the boys, Amazon's got the money. So, I mean, that, that looked great. Right. So I can't wait to see, you know. It was weird when these streaming services started making movies. You're like, uh, you're making yeah. a movie. And then a it's a movie. <laughs> they, yeah. And then they start surprising you. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to, yeah. And then they're like, we're going to adapt this property. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah, like, good luck. Yeah. I mean, they're I'm like, a, <laughs> Bezos bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that they haven't adapted the Wheel of Time stuff, Trav. Well, someone was supposed to. What happened with that? It fell through, right? Every time somebody gets a hold of it, and wants to do it. Yeah. Didn't they fuck well, the it up right... by making? They tried to do something. And well, ruined it, right? Well, it kind of had the same problem that like the Fantastic Four had in the past, where their rights were retained by a company for so long, but they didn't really expand on it. And so by the end of the contract, they had to show something oh, that was made. So we got that really shitty Fantastic Four film back in the late 80s or 90s or whatever. And um, also another reason I guess you could throw up in the air too why the 
Trask movie was fucking or Trank Josh Trank, sorry. Um happened. But anyway, with Will of Time, same scenario. We got a pilot <clears throat> that was dropped at like fucking two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. one year. And real undercover it, with it. Oh yeah, it yeah, was like really to, to preserve the rot, yeah. It had fucking Billy Zane in it. Wow. Um playing the bad guy. But Will of Time is one of those things like Lord of the Rings where you have such a large scope. Um you know, you're traveling uh, to a lot of different locations and whatnot. Um I feel like that I feel like Will of Time and any other fantasy style series outside Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones clearly uh it's going to have a hard time until they just have the right team that's passionate about making these stories because if you go at it in the typical generic Hollywood way they'll all fall flat on their face right right you got to get that special team together I really wish the uh I really wish the Malazan Empire series would get an adaptation, but I feel like that's way, way out there. Did uh but, have they finished Will of Time? Will of Time's been completed for several years now. Okay. So there is a beginning and ending. It won't have a George R. R. Martin problem. I was thinking <laughs> that it did, but I wasn't hundred percent sure on that. Nobody. But, um, it it was of the it's a 14 volume series to give you the scope. Um, and uh, it's the last several books in the series, uh, were co-written. I think, uh, the, uh, the author, Robert Jordan had passed away. So it was one of those types of things where somebody came in and finished, they took his notes, finished it for him. Yeah. And they finished the series. Yeah, but there is. But I mean, it's according to it's according to Jordan's wishes. The plot points get reached. I don't know about the writing style of the author that finished it. That can make or break a sequel. Uh, it's, yeah. It certainly has in the past. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know that I know that it was still in the in the news a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I hope I hope something does eventually come of it because even if they just did Eye of the World. That would be a great fantasy story to see. Right. Well, I mean, at some point it'll happen. It may be 10 years down the road, but I mean, when we're doing the podcast in 2030. Yeah. Eating bugs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someone is for sure sitting around right now working on that shit. Yeah. If they haven't already completed it yeah. at this point. And wanted to get a hold of it for years and just got to find the right studio. And they're like, this is going to be one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Yeah. Like, how much money you need? And here's how we're going to, like, they just need the guy to come in and go, here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. And it be under budget. <laughs> Green screens. Yeah. But I'm ready for trailers, fellas. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on trailer station. Uh, we've been waiting. To see this trailer for a little while. Yeah, Cherry? Yeah. Russo Brothers? Tom Holland? When I'm I saw ready. that it dropped. I haven't watched it yet. I saw it drop and I was like, oh. 
<laughs> well, 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 yeah. Happy party lodges. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, y'all ready? Yeah. Dude. Yep. All right. Three, two, one. Play. Be all you can be. Don't join the army, dude. Good answer. Okay. This is a purpose. That's fast. Yeah. Damn, that's that it. Was... Oh. They didn't give away that's... too much, though. No, I'm in. Yeah. I, mm. I like that little scene. Nice little tease. I want to I want to watch that fucking Tom Holland fucking Robert Pattinson movie. I heard it was great. Yeah, I've heard good things. Reg was telling me, he was like, dude, you get on that. <laughs> and I think I have yeah. it. Did you tell him about the lighthouse? He's seen it. He like it? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got him to watch Tenet. Uh, well, like right after uh, New Year's, he went back home and I could see him watching it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Did he hit you up and was like, dude? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told him, I said, pay attention. Yeah. This ain't some background noise shit. <laughs> you got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, don't put it on while you're doing taxes. <laughs> you know? Right. But yeah, he liked it. Fucking right. I haven't had a chance to talk. I talked with him today. I need the next time I talk about him, I'll be like, so tenant. Dude, you gotta get him on recording. Yeah. Get his fucking analysis. We we might be able to play a little bit of it. Don't tell him what he'll say. <laughs> Pre edited for the pod. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a two second clip and he's like, Yeah, it was good. I'm like, yeah, that's about 30 minute conversation. I had to, you know, compress it down to that. The usable footage. I'll tell you guys why later, but <laughs> I'll give Bless. you a line that he'll say. <laughs> We've got wow over here, you know, Sean Wilson and Selma Hike. I wonder if she's still as hot as she was. She's hot, dude. Wow. Like, I want you to lick the shit off my boot. <laughs> He's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I saw a boot hill. Like, that sounds like some shit he would say. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Y'all ready? What are you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say I was ready. All right, three, two, one, play. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this might be some serious shit, dude. That's her. Dude, she looks the same. Yeah.
It's like, well, you've been our fucking a- coloring again. <laughs> oh, they've been dreaming about each other. Oh, shit, dude. He's going Matrix. What? I'm definitely interested. Yeah. Nah, dude, there's a twist. See, there's a twist. He's not real. Oh, dude, if he's going crazy, look. Oh, he finds out he's just AI. <clears throat> like he's the simulation experience in itself. Either that or he's going crazy. Because the way his daughter's talking to him, it's like, is this the world he's living in because his wife died? And is that her? I mean, yeah, that's coming out. Rated R. I mean, wowzers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That spells wow. That does look good. It really does, yeah. Savage State. Or as I like to call it, January the 6th. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fucking good, dude. Is this Seth Rogen in a fucking Western? I don't know who that is. He looks familiar. But I don't, that I don't looks know. Like Seth, that looks like Seth Rogen. Let me go back. It does look like him. Yeah. Shit, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Missouri. Nah, that ain't him. They go, you jumping on board? And he's like, <laughs> Wait, get us home to France? Yeah, from here? Oh, he's like a coyote, dude. Yeah. Are they in Spain?
No, nah, dude. They're in the south. I was like, even worse. <laughs> Damn. Well, you think about it, Calvin. He ain't going nowhere. Can't believe he'd shoot a man in his back. All right, everybody wants him. Nobody's got an extra bag. Looks okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. Dude, here's what I'm saying. Like, a year and a half from now, there'll be a movie that's like Siege on the Capitol. Yeah. You know? Now, this is Mickey Rourke. We should I love this, a piece of meat. I love this top comment. Mickey Rourke looks like a CGI character at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready for this. Um, All right. Three, two, one, play. I mean, he fits that look that. Yeah. Wait. Overdosing. Lots of cocaine. The kind of trouble Travis oh. Tritt sings about. <laughs> so Mickey Rourke's the drug lord. La Bamba. <laughs> La Bamba. Mickey Rourke's like perfect for that role though, like. Yeah. He looks like that guy, like. I mean, dude, he's like a bad guy from GTA 5, you know? You forget about the Simeon. Well, it's like him and Val Kilmer are like slowly fusing into the same yeah. human being. I, I think it has something to do with the other dimensions and the, <laughs> the damn quantum computing. <laughs> Whenever we pulled, we pulled the him through somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I like his damn acting, though. Do that low and slow. Yeah. Basically mumbling. I saw an interview with that guy, and he had, like, a little dog with him. <laughs> of course. I talk slowly. He was holding the little dog with, like, clothes. That are easy. I mean, dude, the little dog had, like, a blue jean jacket on. Yeah. What's this? All right. Barb and Star go to Vista Del I don't del know what Mar. this is about. This is before y'all got on and we were trailerless. <laughs> so I just... Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> Did you drop that? Our friend? Uh, I know. 
No. Well, after we were, after that one trailer, I, this one, this came out. I don't think we've seen this though. I'm waiting for. Uh, at some point in this trailer, there's got to be like some James Brown sounding music. Yeah. Y'all see who's in the trailer? No. I, I uh, didn't. What's your name for Wonder Woman? Oh, God. Isn't that her in the. Kristen Wig? Yeah. Or Kirsten Wig, whatever. Isn't that her in the thumbnail? I it think so. Like yeah. I'm ready ready we'll know yeah. if it's like from the people that brought you bridesmaids. Yeah. Like, right. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> I mean, this is getting a laugh. That should just be the whole movie. Yeah. Setting up the neighborhood, letting you see. Nice little neighborhood town. Is this like the chick version of Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, that's hard. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> we totally guessed this fucking movie. This is like an SNL movie. There's a lot going on in that movie. Yeah. Well, they had left. They had a lot of sets left over from Wonder Woman. Yeah. So they're like, let's fucking use them stat. Hey, funny... Judd, you want to make a movie? Yeah. Hey, funny bitch, come over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get that fucking cat costume off. <laughs> Buddy. Uh, outside the wire. Yeah. Is this the sequel to the Garth Brooks song? I think it is. This is the sequel to the Kanye West song Through the Wire. No about, bad. I about broke my back trying to make that one. I had to dig so deep. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, play. This has got your boy in it. I can't remember his name. Here he is. Oh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, dude, he's doing a thousand Netflix movies. Yeah. He's good, though. He broke Chain of Command. Whoa. 
That was kind of cool. I'm giving you 60 seconds to deal with it. So, I haven't seen a lot of it, but apparently these Netflix movies like this and Extraction, aren't they supposed to be, like, connected? I think so. Yeah. It looks like Extraction. That's some good AI. I think he got hurt and they put his brain in a... He's a head in a jar. Yeah. I mean, I fuck with this. They went sci-fi with it, you know? Yeah. How could you trust something like that, though? You don't know if it's real, if it's human. I am you. Leverage. Woo! Don't look bad. I mean, come on. Rated R. Strong violence and language throughout. Mm-hmm. When he turned around, he was like, I'm going to give you 60 seconds to deal with it. He should have said, I'm your commanding officer. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I wonder what Dokes and Brian's motherfucker. <clears throat> so this is going to be a mishmash hodgepodge of a bunch of clips. Several, yeah, several different clips. Yeah, but I will say uh, there's some stuff in here. Like, yeah, look, man, they got The Rock, Deadpool, and Wonder Woman in the same room, and look at fucking yeah. Ryan Reynolds' face. He's just like, I'm gonna. You already know me. what time yeah. it is. <laughs> I'm ready. Like, I make too much money to be here. So does The Rock. Look at him with his turtleneck on. With the fucking leather jacket, dude. That's fucking cowhide, dude. He's getting laid for sure tonight. Yeah. You know? Where's the fanny pack, though? That's what I want to know. Shit. He's covering it up. Yeah. All right. Ready when y'all are. Three, two, one, play. It shows all these little clips. I'm in. Mm. I'm in. Yeah. Hey, what's that about? Did that say Thunder Force? Yeah. Two big girl superheroes? <laughs> Lynn Manuel. I don't know about that. Oh, get it? Everyone's quarantined. Yeah. See what's happening here? Ah. 
That looks cool. Are these all Netflix movies coming out this year? Yeah. This is fucking awesome. That's cool. There we go. Mm. Come on now. That was that dude from Tenet. Yeah. All right. Oh, so they're in a movie together. Okay. So Netflix made so much money this year. They're like, we're making more movies. They even got DiCaprio on one. Yeah. A Netflix movie. Wow. You know, the script's good. Yeah. He doesn't just do anything. Looks like we got some good old films in there that yeah, we're gonna have to throw in the throw in. I mean, it, you know? that nugget had a lot of breading. It's a lot of breading. Double dipped. <laughs> Pass that Szechuan, Adam. Yeah. We ain't got much left. <sighs> so we got. The, Sorry, I killed you. Yeah, one of the comments says, "Is this a porn?" <laughs> so. Sorry. Yes. No, this is like every game when friendly fire is cut on for the first time. Yeah. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. You throw money and plates. <laughs> here you go, man, when you get back. Yeah, All right, sorry. Three, two, one, play. Is this a porn? Ah, Octane. Some Dexter shit. Right. He's creepy. Yeah, your acting career. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a comedy, dude. This is like Dale and Tucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a guy trying to kill him, and they're killing each other. It looks funny. His things look like they're going to be the best. Recognize that dude from something.
Doesn't look terrible. It looks goofy. Silly goose. Whenever I saw the guy with the hedge trimmers, yeah. it reminded me of the uncle with the hedge trimmers in the movie. Yeah. He was fucking them up with them hedge them clippers. Lizard of Souls. That I'm, this is a war film, so I'm ready for this. I am ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Film movement. The fatherland. It's mum. Mum. Oh, no. I don't like these hats. You know? Yeah. I got a red strap. He's going out to fight for freedom, dude. Probably ain't. Oh, a, a child. <clears throat> I want that to be good. I'm going to check this out, gentlemen. Little period piece. Oh, bam. That's what I'm talking about. You know, here was the thing about 1917. They gave you that little piece of the war you haven't seen yet. It wasn't Pearl Harbor. It was, yeah. you know. This looks like more of that. Yeah. Like, this should be. Th throw this on the pile. It's like, show me uh, a little I'll... piece. Because there was so many wars being fought. Give me a little piece. Like, yeah. I'm another time. I'm down with that. More realistic. So the name of the movie <clears throat> is Blizzard of Souls. Yeah. But is it translated? It it was that the name of it on IMDb is called The Rifleman. Okay. And it came out in 2019. Oh. So this might be a contender for foreign film February. I'm saying it is. <laughs> Already yeah. on the floor, the house votes. <laughs> That's one of right. them, dude. Well, I'm going to drop this into um, uh, movie right list. Here. Yep. Put it in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm um, on it. Yeah. So it's funny that we had a film yeah. that was called Brain Dead, and then they changed it to Dead Alive, and now we found a foreign film called Blizzard of Souls, and they changed it to The Rifleman. Well, another thing that's funny is, remember this week, we were going to get together some foreign film trailers? And yeah. 
That just we didn't forgot. happen. Yeah. But one <laughs> one was delivered. Yeah, we found one. The pod gods. So, yeah. Delivered a trailer, and that's it's got to go up. I that's, say we kick it off with it. That sounds good to me. It looks that's the first great. one. We got to do them in order that we found them. Okay. All right. Next week, I'll do my best to grab a track something down. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same. We'll see what we got, but I forgot about it. Now we got two trailers left, but I got a surprise trailer. Okay. I haven't dropped yet. Okay. Cause I don't want nobody to get any ideas. Watch it ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm ready for this one. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. River. Vertigo. Oh God, this is a definitely a period piece. Yeah, they're pilgrims. Brilliant. Fuck being a pilgrim, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hard, yeah. Like what they're doing? Uh, uh-uh. uh. It's some little house on the prairie shit. Oh. Oh. I recognize him. Game of Thrones. Yeah. He was the dad, right? Yeah. He's going to kill it in a movie like that. Like the... Iris Rose and Jack. Are they going to call somebody a witch here? Probably. This was around that time, right? Yeah. Somebody was in a cage back there. I mean, oh. it says that it's a horror movie, but I don't know. It looks like it's subdued a lot. Yeah. They needed Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Oh, my God. Making his wooden shoes? Yeah. He's a cobbler. And... <laughs> I'm a cobbler. He's like, I drove all the way across the great state to be here today. Now, this trailer was dropped in November, but somehow we missed it because I don't think I've seen it. It's got my boy in yeah. it. Yeah. That's what I, Jason, that other, the trailer we watched earlier, this was the one that played right after. And I was like, I haven't seen this. Yeah, and Casey Affleck. I'm ready. Same. All right. <clears throat> Three, two, one, play. Our friend. Taking a shit. Oh, he's got a hangover. Because <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> he's playing dude he's doing his normal thing yeah I think this is Amazon that's their font and their screen So he's the family guy and he's the like crazy friend. Yeah. 
So she looks like she has cancer or something. Oh, shit. Mm-mm. It ain't going to be a couple of weeks. This is like a woke Uncle Buck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she's going to die at the end of that movie. Or earlier. And it's going to be sad. Don't be selfish. Hey, this is going to be serious. <laughs> Dude, if you go through something like that, you hope to have somebody like him there. Yeah, right. Like having a puppy or something. With a driver's license, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, they'll have their scene where he's like, "Why the fuck are you hanging around, man? Like, you need to go." And he's like, no. "They have it out. I'm here for you guys." I look, it looks pretty good, dude. Yeah. I'm a sucker for movies like that. All right, surprise trailer, Adam. Oh man, hang on. <laughs> no man, no. Now, All right, well, here, here's what happened. HBO Max made a modern trailer for The uh -huh. Exorcist. What? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Modern trailer for The Exorcist with some updated graphics, some different cuts. You know, they cut the trailer what? like they're cut now. I, thought, yeah. I saw this on one of the movie news sites. Now, here's what, uh, you know, we got a guy, he's like, yeah, these modern trailers are pretty cool. But this guy right here, he's like, yep, this is a modern trailer. Shows the whole fucking movie in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought this when I, I ran across it. I was like, oh, we got to watch it. Like, we all remember the fucking Exorcist yeah. trailer. Like, we watched, yeah. I think we watched it not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm good. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, God. Really? They're playing Amazing Grace? They are. They never would have done that back in the day. No. Oh, I like that fade. Well, they're doing that weird thing they do with the music. Yeah. Where they slow it down, make it creepy. It is cut like a modern trailer. Yeah. God, this movie's so fucking good. Yeah. What a creepy little bitch.
That's a fucking classic shot. Creepy music. Amazing Grace. I mean, how fucking good is the Exorcist, though? Yeah. And we're still like, doing the thing. You remember they're they're gonna do another one. I know. We're doing the was it worth it? Yeah. So I'm excited dude, to cover that one. Oh, dude. I Masterpiece. mean, that was one of those films that we used to watch. Every Halloween, me and my dad would watch it every Halloween, like without fail for like several years in a row. Yeah. We would watch it. And it's just, there's so much, so many iconic scenes in that one film. It defined horror forever. Yeah. God, it's such a, yes, it's such a good movie. Yeah, I thought that was cool that they're doing that. I think they yeah. have a version of it on their streaming platform. I'm going to go check because I have HBO Go Max now. Yeah. But I think they've uh, put a version in there. And, and it said on the, I want, it was on one of those movie sites that they did like, they added some stuff, a little, you know, a little touch up here and there. Maybe yeah. even fucked with the color a little bit. What's crazy about that movie is when you watch it, you know it's old because you can hear like when the dialogue. Yeah, it's like fuzzy. there's no bass and there's no it's yeah. all mid-range. Yeah. A walkie-talkies is what they were using, you know, as microphones. Yeah. yeah. Such a f- man. I could watch that movie right now. That like trailer make put, you want to watch it, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Like if, if I put on The Exorcist right now, especially a Blu-ray copy oh. of The Exorcist I would not go to sleep until the movie went off. Yeah, and then I wouldn't be able, be able to, to go to sleep after that because I would be scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was cool when I ran across it. I don't want to I liked it. I liked it. So what are we watching next week? I don't know, man. I mean, I th- should we watch the Tom Holland? Uh... Pattinson. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Y'all want to do that? It's already up. Hell yeah. Let's see. I'm I'm looking it up here. Uh, it, it's called The Devil All the Time. That's it. Right. I mean, we've got Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, Sebastian Stan, Jason Clark, who I really like. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty, this is a great cast. And I love this poster. I can't copy it because fuck IMDb, you know, Mm -hmm. but I I will get a screen grab of it right now. And it came out on Netflix. Yeah. I think it was a Netflix movie. Well, it was shot, I think, and it somehow made it to them, but. Or they probably put the money up for it. 
But hell yeah. Because so, I've been wanting yeah, to watch I'm, that, but I've been podlocked on it. Yeah, same. This gives me a reason to watch it. Yeah. So we come in next week with that to stand. When does WandaVision start? Friday. So we can come in with that. Yeah. Okay. So we got the stand, WandaVision, and Devil All the Time. Hell yeah. Sounds like an episode to me. Sounds like a raw. 199. Yeah, are we going to do anything special? I mean, I, will, I don't know. We, let's think about it over the week. Yeah. And we'll talk about it next week. And because, I mean, you know. Yeah. 200. You know, over, uh, over, uh, 12,000 plays. That's crazy. Thanks for everybody that's been listening. You know, yeah. I, I mean, who you are, but yeah, let me throw this at you. Watch this. And I'll, I'll do it again. When we hit 200, the final number, um, nope. Okay. Here we go. 419 minutes is how long um, the audio of every episode. That's how long we've been going. 419 minutes. I mean, that is almost seven days, (laughs) right? We got 198 episodes. Well, this one will add to that. Yeah. I mean, dude. When did we start? 20... 2016. That's when we started? We Well, we were at the end of 15. Yeah, that's but right. But we came in because it was like December or something, but we came in with 16. We locked our name down. We started it. We have been here every fucking week pretty much Yeah. since then. A few exceptions, yeah. Yeah. Even when Griffin had coronavirus. Yeah, nothing was holding us back, dude. But yeah, it's, I mean, I'll, th- I'll, I'll brainstorm a little bit, you know, I gotta, you know, we'll come up with some ideas for 200 because like really we've got next week, which will be devil all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that will be 200. And then the next week after that is February the 1st, which gets us into foreign film February. Well, here's the thing on 200. Are we going to do our, the movies we like through the year? We could talk about that. I think we should do a recap of like our top five that we've done so far. Yeah. As a, as a whole or each of us? No, no, no. Each of us. So every episode, every episode, Whoa. all 200. We'll do. How about we do a top 10 each? Whoa, dude. 10 of 200. Them? Yeah. 200 episodes. It's hard though, to put some of them in like certain orders. Well, you know it's, I mean? like, those- it's, yeah, no specific order. It's hard you know. though. Like, you know, who's number one? It's oh well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is hard. One. I mean, <laughs> for sure, right? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think we should do something like that. We'll we do a top ten, um, of what we've done so far. Uh huh. Uh, and we can because we'll do the we'll stand talk about the shows. And- and one division, yeah. yeah. And then do do some movie news and some trailers and just talk about, you know, the pod. Yeah, here's the thing. If Justice League doesn't drop, that's what that episode is. If it does drop, though, Yeah, it's like, scratch well, it. Dude, 200 is be, Justice League. 
Wouldn't that be a fucking present from I the I almost God? want to send him an email and be like, bro, uh, can we get like an early viewing or something? Yeah. I'm dying real, over right? here, you know? Yeah. He's like, why should I let you guys watch this early? I'm like, dude, we've been doing a podcast since 2016. And we've been bitching about this shit the yeah. whole time. Here's what's going to happen, started... guys. Mark my words. They're going to release that Suicide Squad cut. Yeah. Mark my words. That's happening. I'm, a, I'm excited. It'll happen. There's no confirm that it's happening, but people are starting the rumbles. They're like, release that cut. Yeah, why not? It'll happen. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? You started to what? I mean, we, we, we've talked to, ever since Justice League came out in 2017. Yeah. We've been talking about the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I think we've championed more for the Snyder Cut than Zack Snyder has. Yeah. So we deserve to get early access. Yeah. That's my thoughts on it. But yeah, Devil All the Time next week. We got two shows. It's going to be an action-packed, fun-filled week. Yeah. Dead live. Watch it. Yes, please, dude. If you love comedy horror, please do you yourself. Don't, if a you've favor. never seen this movie, you don't know like how bad you need to see it. Yeah, for sure.